Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. This is your one-stop shop for all things Hillsdale College Sports. All right, gang. We say it every week, but this time we actually mean it. We have on a very special guest, the Baron of the Bounce Pass, the Archduke of the Assist, the Purveyor of the Pull-Up, the Maestro of the Mid-Range, the Hardwood Flow God. He taught Ricky Bobby how to shake and bake. The Jason Williams of Hillsdale College. The Sherub of Kansas City. Your favorite guard's favorite guard. Redshirt junior point guard, Connor Hill. Connor, thank you so much for joining us today on Charger Rundown. Of course, fellas. Great to be here again. First question, out of all of those epithets, which one is your favorite? I really like the Jason Williams. And I like, yeah? I like the first. Was the first one the Baron The one? Baron of the Bounce I, Pass? I like that. that was so, so Jason Williams, is that... Is that a guy that you look up to? I in, love in Jason basketball? Williams. Oh, yeah. Dude, he is he's the man. Uh how many how how often do you find yourself watching his highlights? I've, well, it's not even like just like me searching for him, just the amount of times he just pops up on Instagram. You know, I follow Ball's Life and yeah. Slam and he's just he's everywhere. He I love Jason, is, watching Jason Williams. Dude, one of one of the all time just NBA clips is when I think it's in like the, the the sophomores versus the rookie game where he's running down and he hits the ball with his elbow. Oh yeah, the elbow his pass. The elbow so, pass is just dude, so so sick. Oh, yeah. One so of the he's greatest the, passes are to you, never be completed. Are you ever going to bust out an elbow pass or something like if that? If I try to bust out an elbow pass and it doesn't go perfect, then I might never play again. You, so you probably ride, not. Riding the pine? Yes, exactly. Are you? Are you? Do you have a, a sham god in your repertoire? I do have a sham god. Yeah? It's electric. Are you? Have you pulled it out in a game? Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming? Yeah. I'm saving it for a home game. All right. Hey, fans. folks, we, we're going to let you know right now. Uh Come to Hillsdale, Hillsdale uh, basketball because we're going to see the Sham God uh, in Don Tibbetts Potter. So, Connor, first things first, uh, coming off of a road game, road trip in Wisconsin, beat Concordia St. Paul 65-49, so picked up the big dub. But what was it like uh, going to Wisconsin, going across the pond? Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we have five guys from Wisconsin and two of our coaches. So we had, you know, we played Wisconsin Parkside on Friday, and it was their home game. But it honestly it was kind of a mm-hmm. split crowd. We had, I mean, we probably had 100-plus people there. Patrick Cartier, he probably had 25 to 30 people there for himself. And it was it was awesome actually it was a lot of fun. Where uh where were these games taking like where is Parkside at I have no idea. Uh, it's in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's about like hour and a half north of Chicago I'd say hour, hour to hour and a half. Did you guys take the school buses and go around Lake Michigan? So yeah, so we take like the the Bianco buses that the football team takes, and so they're like the big charter buses. We took it all around through Chicago and up. Mm. Yeah. What was that? What was the uh, trip like? Uh, it's road trips are always fun. You know, uh, it's just hanging out with all the guys and, you know, you get to, you know, if you're with someone different with a roommate, you get to know them a little better. I was with Trent Richardson, who I'm normally always with. So we just do the same thing every road trip. We, you know, we, like when we're in our rooms, we have our headphones on watching movies. We don't talk for an hour and then all of a sudden we'll talk for 30 minutes and then we won't talk for another hour. So no road trips are the best. So, Hey Connor, it's Martin, by the way. Hi Martin. Good talking to you. Oh yeah. Um, Tournament at Parkside, uh, opening game against Parkside. You guys go into overtime. You had a seven-point lead with a few minutes left in the half. Um, you know, what did you guys kind of learn from the end of that game? I know, I know it was a tough physical game, 
both teams very good defensively. You know, take me through kind of the closing minutes of that game and, and what led to you guys not just not pulling through at the end. Um, you know, they have they're a good team. You know, like you said, they're really good defensively. Um, we struggled to score against them a little bit, and they struggled to score against us. Like you said, two very good defensive teams. I would say the biggest thing is, uh, like the thing that stood out the most wasn't necessarily how we lost that game. It's how we didn't get back to the hotel until about 10 or 10.30, and then we played again at 1, so we're waking up about 7 or 8. And the way we responded on Saturday just showed a lot to our team's toughness and how we um, just can go forward in the season. Oh, and that's a – and Concordia St. Paul, that's a very good team and a very good uh, conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys really responded that well. I mean, yards went down – what it was like the the first five minutes of the game, yeah, with, first five with a thumb injury. Game, yeah. So he was done. He didn't play the rest of the weekend. Um, Dylan was kind of banged up with with uh, with, uh, with a Charlie Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does show a lot of resilience of your team, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it does. You know, we had a lot of guys step up. You know, uh, Tavon and on Saturday came in first career start and had the best game we've you know we've seen him play since he's been able to play. And you know, he responded well. Dill, after struggling a little bit on Friday, came back Saturday a little dinged up, but still played great. Uh, Davis, you know, was our guy again. Pat played great. I mean, it was a great team effort on Saturday. You guys, so you're familiar with, like, the Michigan State philosophy of scheduling games early. I mean, Southern Indiana, I mean, looking at those guys, they didn't even have their whole squad when you guys played them. Yeah, no, they're, I mean, they're 18th in the country, missing two of their top five guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they were they were legit. Really were good. good. Yeah. You guys play Parkside, another top team, yep. Concordia. Then this week, you guys at Ferris State. You always know Ferris is going to bring it. Oh yeah, um, a ton of talent. And then you guys play Davenport, who won the GLIAC last yep. year. I mean, you guys have hit the road running. Yeah, to start the, of the season. You know, they told us that. You know, they have a lot, our coaches have a lot of confidence in us, but they scheduled an absolute brutal non-conference, and we knew that coming in, and it's turned out that way. It's been tough, but we're you know we're excited. Uh, you know, Ferris is 7-0 and already, played seven games, and they're averaging almost 100 points a game. Davenport's only loss is to the number six team in the country. Other than that, they've won every game by 20-plus. So we got a tough week ahead, but we're excited. We think we can pull them out. I'm, I'm a big Michigan fan, but I do have a lot of respect for Tom Izzo, and I really do agree with, you know, <laughs> playing a lot of these big teams early because mm-hmm. I just think it sets you up so well during conference play to play the Walshes, to play, um, you know, Whoever Malone, you know what 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 teams are going to really step up in the in the GMAC this year? I feel like that really has to help you guys. You guys are going to see all the good talent early, and then once you guys get in conference play, you're like, all right, we've seen we've seen the really good players before. Like we know what to do now. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, like like you said, Izzo, they played uh, who the Kentucky. Yeah, they played Kentucky the first game, Champions Classic, like they always do. And then a week later, they played Seton Hall at Seton Hall, right. who's ranked twelfth. Came out with that one, and so I think you're right. It really like even if you don't win those games, the the amount of learning you do playing those top teams early makes it much easier to compete once you play the top teams in the conference. You mentioned uh, the amount of learning. What have you learned about this team thus far? Uh, you've you've had some defensive battles, but then, I mean, a few, uh, about a week and a half ago, you popped off and scored triple digits against Oakland City. So, what do you what do you know about the Hillsdale Charger Hoops team right now that you didn't know at the beginning of the year? Um, the biggest thing I've learned probably is, you know, in years past, we've always hung our hat on our defense, which is that hasn't changed this year. We're a defensive team. That's what we do. But I also think this year, even though we struggled to score against some teams, I think this team has a little more offensive firepower than we've had in the past. You know, we have we return our two top, you know, our all conference wings. 
have our two starting bigs are really good, have two bigs off the bench that are really, really good, and then a plethora of shooters. We have a freshman point guard who can stroke it, and then Mike Travlos and Jack Golke can really, really stroke it as well. And, you know, it's uh, it's nice to be able to know that, like, if our defense isn't there, which, you know, sometimes, you know, teams are just mm-hmm. hitting shots, it's tough, but we can hang our hat on our offense once in a while. But, again, we are a defensive team, and so far we've done a good job, and we just got to keep it up. Who are some guys that have surprised you and you think that that the public doesn't really know about yet, but they will know about by the end of the season? Um, Tavon Brown. He has, you know, Tavon uh, redshirted and then wasn't able to play his second year. And so coming in, it's like, okay, everyone has seen Tavon around, but no one really, like, knows about him. And Tavon's played great thus far. Um, and then a freshman point guard from Wisconsin, Cole Naw. He has really come in, provided great minutes. Um, you know, he is a lockdown defender. You know, we lost Nate Nevue, and so it kind of fell on, you know, like guys like, like me and Davis to guard a lot. But having Cole – I mean, Cole's probably – our, if not our best, definitely one of our top two or three defenders on our team, and it's great. He's played great. You know, he hasn't been able to stroke it yet, but he can really shoot the ball too. So once that comes, Cole's going to be really good. You're listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Marty and I are sitting down with a guard on the Hillsdale College basketball team, Connor Hill. Connor, uh, looking ahead, we already touched on it, but we got Ferris State on Wednesday. Huge game at Ferris. Uh, what are you looking at right now? What's the game plan going in? How can we leave with a W? Um, so Ferris teams always, you know, uh, they really pressure. They get up. They deny. They press. They, you know, they really try to force uh, other teams to turn the ball over. And so the biggest thing, first and foremost, is to take care of the ball on offense. And then Ferris wants to get up and go. They are super fast, want to play with a fast pace. So I would say the next thing is our transition defense. So if we can take care of the ball and limit the fast break points, I think we have a really, really good shot of winning. You as a point guard, do you want to play fast games where you where you get up and down the court, pass it around, and rack up a bunch of assists? Or do you want to play the half-court game where you – you know, uh, run down the shot clock and and grind for every single point. You know, I, I love playing fast. You yeah. know, we try to play fast as much as we can, and a lot of times, like, we'll get some fast break points, and then we'll have to slow it down the next possession. So we kind of play, like, kind of a hybrid of, you know, just grinding it out and then playing faster pace, especially this year. We play at a much faster pace this year than we have in previous years. And then um, – but personally, I love playing fast. I think every point guard enjoys playing fast. But, I mean, I can do both, but I'd much rather play fast. At what point would you bust out, you know, a Sham God or, or a Jason Williams move? Would, uh, that, would that be in transition or would it, that be oh, in yeah, the half court? No, it's got to be okay, in transition. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Because then if I turn it over, it's like, oh, he was trying. He's in transition going fast. Yeah. Something probably just messed up, even though if it didn't, I was just being an idiot. But, yeah, so definitely yeah, you don't You don't want people to know 100% that it was Exactly. Like, like, oh, maybe it was an accident, but it probably wasn't an accident. Connor, let's talk about uh, one of your teammates. Um Davis Larson in the game he had against Southern Indiana was oh, yeah. uh, one of the best performances I've seen. Um, guy balled out. He, I mean, what was he like? Thirteen for fourteen. Yeah, he was twelve of fourteen. Twelve of fourteen. And only missed his last two. He was twelve of twelve, going, and then missed his last two shots. Just insane. Oh, yeah. um, talk about talk about Dave's uh, growth from obviously you guys came in together from year mm-hmm. one um, to to now in year four. Um, talk about his growth, and also talk about uh, Trent Richardson as well. Um, just kind of the, the how you, the three of you guys have really grown since being freshmen here. Yeah, so Dave, uh, you know, Dave was always kind of a bruiser. You know, could really get to the rim, take hits, you know, finish with some contact. 
But like his fret, just like when his red shirt year, you know, he wasn't really confident in his stroke. You know, he'd kind of be hesitant. <laughs> then he let it go. And now Dave, you know, he's, I think he's shooting 50% from three. I think he's shooting 50% from the field. I mean, his shot has gotten so much better. And then, I mean, we like Dave, as kind of Dave goes, we kind of go. If Dave's playing well, normally we can pull out a win. Um, you know, he's our first team all conference guy returning, one of our top players. So Dave has just really grown from being, you know, kind of this kid that like everyone was like, yeah, Dave's good, but you know, and then he's one of the top players in the league now. And then Trent, it's Trent has like, you know, early on, you know, Trent played, he registered and then started playing. And he's kind of always been in that backup big role. And I think he struggled with it that he wasn't getting enough minutes, so he tried to do too much early on in his career. But now, I mean, Trent's one of our most dependable guys. You know, he's one of our top rebounders, uh, always one of the guys to take charges. You know, he uh, runs some of our best stuff on the offensive end. And he's really just grown from being, you know, kind of like just trying to do a little too much to now knowing exactly what to do and doing it, you know, almost perfectly every time. So what about what about you? Obviously, um, losing Nate from your go, um, you, you came in a lot of key situations. Uh, some of the games you were finishing in the lineup um, to end close games last year. Now Nate's gone. You still got Dylan. You know, you're coming out, you're coming into the games. You're expected to be handling the basketball. Um, what what kind of role have you seen yourself take this season? Um, you know, I've kind of, you know, I joke, I'm the new Nate Nevue. And it's funny because, like, early on, like, especially, like, the first, like, last year, I feel like coming off the bench, my role was to, you know, try to score the ball more and try to really, like, you know, if we're down, I got to get a quick bucket, see if I can get us going. To now, it's more like I'm kind of like, you know, even if I don't get an assist, I kind of just have to set everything up for everyone else because we have so many good scorers that my role this year is more to, to just help those guys get in the right position to score. And then when my opportunity presents itself, I need to take advantage of it and score my own on my own as well. But it's definitely more to set my guys up than it is for me just to go out and get mine. What about uh, – so let's talk about – you talked a little bit about Yars and Pats mm -hmm. earlier, but just talk about the talent of those two guys as well because they're – you know, comparatively, they're very young. Mm -hmm. And the roles they have starting in this lineup – um, is kind of big time. Yeah. And uh, what what have you seen from them early on, and what, what should Charger fans expect as the season goes on from those two? So Pat, not counting the exhibition game, but the first actual regular season game, he struggled. He did. You know, he I think he, was, he only shot three times, you know, struggled with some of the physicality. And now as every game goes by, he just gets more comfortable, comfortable and plays better and better. So I think as the season goes on, Pat is just going to skyrocket and be one of the better bigs in the league. And then, you know, Austin Yars, you know, he has been, you know, one of our key guys since his freshman year, one of our key bigs. You know, he can shoot, pass, rebound, you know, he defends well. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. So, like, Pat's more of an interior post presence, shot blocker like that. Austin's kind of a guard in a big's body. You know, you don't always see that, but he can kind of do a little bit of everything. And he's just really been, you know, one of our key guys for a while. Do you think they complement each other well down there? I do, because I think Pat, you know, Pat is such, Pat, Pat's a really good post scorer. And I think Yars is one of our best passers. So I think the two of them complementing each other in that way, you know, Yars will find him, you know, cutting or, you know, po even like Yars on the perimeter post feeding Pat. You know, they just, yeah, I would agree. They complement each other really well.
not only uh, passing, but you also hooked up with Austin for uh, a nice little alley-oop from, <laughs> from the top of the key. Uh, can we expect some more Showtime basketball from the boys this year? We're hoping so. so you know, we love, uh, you know, obviously we want to win. But then, you know, we want to put on a good show, you know, for the fans and everything. You, know, you guys come out to support us, and we don't want to throw up a goose egg. So we want to win, and we'll do everything we can to win. But then if we can, you know, you know have some fun with it in the process, obviously we will. Do you uh, go through drills like that, that that facilitate, you know, the showtime hoops or, or the, the flashy stuff? Or what, what kind of drills do you do in practice that, that help you do that in a game? Honestly, it's not so much like drills in practice. It's like after practice or before practice, you know, we'll kind of just be messing around. And, like, I'll, like, drive in and just kind of throw up a lob to Pat, Yars, Tavon. And, you know, one of our freshmen, Kyle Gessler, uh, he has he's one of the most athletic guys on our team and you want to expect it but he so like I'll just throw lobs to guys Mike Travelos at the end of every practice we throw I just go in throw a lob to him he dunks it so it's not so much like a drill that we do but it's just kind of throughout like the year we just kind of it's almost like goofing around and then it ends up helping us a lot you're listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM we're sitting down with Connor Hill talking a little Hillsdale college hoops uh, are there any other drills that, that you really enjoy doing? I know, like, in high school, there are some drills where, where it's kind of a drag or, like, if you don't get the certain number, uh, you got to run sprints. But are there any things that, that the guys just get really jacked up to do in practice? Yeah, so uh, it's called Steiny Whiny Layups. I don't know the origin of the name, but uh, it's a full-court layup drill we normally do at the beginning of practice to get loose. And it really, like, you know, it's mostly just to get our bodies going. But for some reason, we just get so excited. Every time we do tiny whiny layups, we end up having a great practice. No one knows why. It's just we get so amped for it. And then uh, it's called Captain D Slides, where coach will pick two random guys, and they'll go to half court, and they'll, like, get you hyped up. They'll clap. They'll, you know, cheer. They'll grunt, whatever it is. And then they'll just we'll slap the floor, chop our feet, and slide whichever way they slide and. Those two things really get us going. With the sti- the Steiny Whiny layups, they, they get you loose. And I know that being loose is a big part of your game. And, and if anyone ever sees you, you're you're always dancing on the court. Uh, you're, you're a guy that just is always hype. Uh, how do you sort of sort of get ready? What's your, what is your pregame routine to get loose and get ready to hoop it? Um, so I always listen to the same. I always listen to Migos, always. Okay. I listen to nothing but Migos, old, new, whatever. Um, so normally the girls team plays right before us. So I'll watch the game with Dill and, you know, we'll have a good time, watch the girls, cheer them on. Um, then I go in, I always take a shower and then the third quarter I watch the fourth quarter I shoot and stretch and all that. And then we'll do our pregame and then, you know, dance in the locker room a little bit with the guys beforehand. And so it's pretty much the same thing. Listen to music. Have fun, watch whatever games before us, get some jumpers up, and then just go about our business. Hopefully, get it up. You talked about quarters, and I just want to talk about that. That's just a P- this is just a, like a PSA section. Okay. How dumb is it that you guys still do halves and the women do quarters, and no other basketball level does halves? I want to do quarters. Yeah. I think every it's just nice because you know it's like okay, first quarter's done. You kind of get that you know a breath it's like a mini halftime in between and I just think it helps with like the resting of players a little more 
And so I, I mean, yeah, I think it's not great that we still do halves, but I want to do quarters. Is does anyone have an explanation as to why you still do halves, or is it just the NCAA being stubborn? I think I have no idea, honestly. I think the NCAA thinks like maybe halves will be good for like you know the bigger like the Division One schools, like because maybe they can get more TV like commercial yeah. time because there's so many media timeouts in between. So I don't know if there's more like commercials that can be showed or something. That's the only thing I can think of is that it just makes them more money. Connor, uh, as we're running up against time here, we got to ask you something. As the big hoops ex- expert as you are, who is going to win the NBA championship this year and why? The Lakers. Give me why. Good answer. They have the greatest basketball player of all time, LeBron James. Okay. And right now, you know, Kawhi had a great – you know, postseason. PG's playing well, P- man. PG's Two games playing well. In. He's just coming back, though, off injury. LeBron right now is still the best player in the world. And then you pair that with the best big guy in the world. So it's not like it's, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are like the same position. So it's, a, you know, I could see how there could be some friction. But, you know, LeBron's a point guard, essentially, with a big guy. I mean, they're going to be – it's it's worked out so well so far. Dude, Kuz is – Kuz is a nice compliment to I love too. I think he's, he's sweet. Uh, my boy, KCP – not a great start to the season for my man. <laughs> he'll bounce back. He, he is going to be okay. He can yeah. defend, uh, and he's he, he's all right. He'll be okay. He's yeah. just in his own head right and, now. And, you know, I think KCP is struggling because he has Danny Green and Avery Bradley who are kind of the same guys, but they might be just a little bit better. So it's I think it's hard for him to be, like, the third guy in that kind of yeah. area. Oh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure KCP has got a burner account, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. KCP no has way. One. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it's not confirmed, but it's like there's this account that it's only – only tweets are defending. Def- defending KCP. Oh, that's suspect. And that's and it's at is like at random letters and like random numbers. Oh, that definitely sounds like a yeah. burner account. So I think for KCP's sure. got a burner oh, account. Yeah. All right, uh, Connor, we're coming up on time, but we do we we play a game to end every single show. All right, I'm in. And it's called fake laugh until you real laugh. All right. Pretty self-explanatory. All you right. fake laugh until you real laugh. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So three. Two, one. (laughs) 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 All right, Connor Hill, uh, big week coming up. We got Ferris on Deckington and then Davenport next weekend. Uh, Good luck and thank you. Thanks, guys. And as as always, thank you for having me. No problem. You're welcome anytime, man. All right, see you, buddy. And thank you for listening to Charge Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.